You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, welcome back to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer, and if you are a special educator, then this is the place to be. I'm going to be right by your side, helping you learn everything you can about building and operating a successful department. On today's show, I'm going to be sharing the three end-of-the-year tips I have to help you end a school year so organized that you'll be patting yourself on the back this fall with so much appreciation for the work that you put in ahead of time. As we are wrapping up the end of yet another school year, I know better than anyone how easy and how tempting it is to just want to be done. There is so much going on at the end of the school year. Field trips, parties, assemblies, yearbook signings, finishing up reports and paperwork, and you get the point. And you are just exhausted and ready to pack up and head out. You most likely have the urge to just shove things into a closet or pile them into tubs or stack everything onto shelves and say to yourself, oh, I'll do that when I come back to school this fall. But when you come back in the fall, you're going to kick yourself. You will question your sanity and you'll ask yourself, why did I do that? Why did I just not take a couple of hours in the spring organizing myself, doing just a little prep work and preparing for the next school year? It's really just a catch-2020. You're either going to have to do it in the fall or you're going to have to take the time to do it right now in the spring. For me, I've done both. And if I'm honest, I'm usually spearheading the plan to just quickly pack it all away and we'll go through it when we come back to school in the fall. But the last couple of years, I've done so much better. I think the older that I get, the more organized I want to be and I appreciate more structure, better routines, better systems. So the first thing you're going to want to do is purge. Now, I have accumulated a lot of crap over my career. As special educators, we often get hand-me-downs of curriculum that other people don't want anymore, or we cabbage on to things that we swear will turn into a center or a task box, but we never do. We have the best of intentions, but we also have crazy busy school years, and all of those treasures that we felt we just had to have at the time just sit in a closet or on a shelf collecting dust. If you haven't used something in the last two years, I would bet money that you won't ever use it. It's just like getting ready for a garage sale. If you haven't worn something in the last year or two, get rid of it. Now, a lot of this stuff, however old it might be, is most likely materials that were purchased by your district. So you're not going to just want to get rid of it by putting it in the dumpster or taking it home to put in a garage sale or to advertise it on social medias, beg, barter, and sell sites. You definitely should not do that. What you should do is talk to your administration to see what the policy is for the things that you no longer want or need or what you no longer have the space for. They may allow you to donate it to a daycare or a church Sunday school program, or they may consider it surplus and allow you to throw it away or give it away, but absolutely don't do anything with it until you ask. Another option could be to ask other teachers if they want it. Sometimes first-year teachers need things just to get started, and, it might, and they might be delighted to have what you no longer need. Another way to purge is to go through your student binders. The product that I am highlighting this week on the email and that's on sale is my student data notebooks, which are a place to keep all of your students' progress monitoring data. So at the end of the year, I will purge these notebooks and clean them up. 
all of my fifth graders who are moving on to middle school, I don't need their data anymore. So I'll clean out the notebooks and shred anything that I need to and send anything on to middle school that needs to go. And I'll just add that to their IEP file and transfer it to the next teacher. But I also clean out old progress reports. I file away any probes that we are no longer using and just completely clean these out and get them and be prepared to start filling them the next school year. Another thing to purge is your teacher desk. Do you really need 983 pens in your desk drawer? I did not think so. So go through that desk and see what you could do without. I'm guilty of just shoving things into my desk drawer. Out of sight, out of mind, I guess. But that clutter causes you to feel anxious and nervous and overwhelmed. And I don't want that for you. So each year you should make it a priority to go through that desk and throw some stuff away. It's funny to go to my husband's office and see his minimalist space and how different we are from each other. He has five pens that are lined up perfectly in his top drawer. His files are loosely hanging, whereas mine looks like a hoarder just took up shop. I've got everything from winter scarves, a half-eaten bag of hot tamales, a million pens, student-created masterpieces that I've been given, band-aids, confiscated toys, fidgets. Those are just to name a few. So you're going to want to go through that and organize it. If there are some things that you keep in your desk that are sentimental, but take up too much space, then get yourself one of those memory boxes and put your stuff in it. This could be pictures for of former students, cards that kids have made for you, affirmations that your administrators or other teachers have given you, things that you don't want to get rid of, but they don't need to be taking up space in an area that you need for other things. Also, make sure you get rid of any food items that could cause little critters to take up residency in your desk over the summer. Make sure you get rid of all of that. And then the last thing I purge is copies. I know I make way too many copies throughout the school year, and I've made the mistake of wanting to keep them all for the next year. But then the next year rolls around, and I forget that I have all those copies hidden away somewhere, and I make more copies, and then I make more copies. And then all of these copies of worksheets or assignments make clutter. Now, I'm not urging you to throw them away. Please don't do that. Please recycle. But you definitely don't need to keep every copy of every paper you've ever made. And I have a funny story about this. There was a teacher at one of my previous schools who had stacks and stacks and stacks of papers. And we had a small fire in the building with quite a bit of smoke damage. When the cleaning company who comes in and cleans after a fire, like they clean the soot off and everything... When they were done, they told the principal that they had to go through every single one of those papers and clean them off individually. And actually, those stacks of paper were fire hazards themselves. So do yourself and the fire marshal a favor and purge all that paper. The next thing that I do to prepare for the end of a school year is to put things back where they go. The first part of this is to organize my IEP files. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on a previous episode, but I have a tub that I toss things into when I, when I don't have time right at that moment to put things where they go. So at the end of the year, I will clean out this tub and file any stray papers where they need to go. I actually just did this this week and I had things in there like meeting notices to parents, progress monitoring sheets that somehow got taken out of the notebook. I had work samples, summaries from IEP meetings, really just a whole conglomerate of stuff that needed to be filed somewhere else. Now the IEP binders or, or 
files that I use are very organized. I use colored hanging file folders and within that hanging folder, I have eight manila folders for each child that are labeled. And the labels I use are current IEP, previous IEPs, progress reports, meeting notices, staffing reports, testing assessment information, placement forms, and miscellaneous. And sometimes when I'm done with an IEP meeting and have made copies for the parent, I will just put everything up at the front of the file and stick it back in my file cabinet. So at the end of the year, I have to go back through the files and put all of that documentation into the individual folders. Now, this doesn't take long, but it will be a big weight off of your shoulders when you come back in the fall and all of your files look nice and organized. I also take time to put materials, games, centers, task boxes, books, etc. back where they go. I am so bad about getting an activity out, say like a set of task cards, and then instead of putting them back where I found them, I just toss them onto a bookshelf when I'm done with them. This habit just seems to keep compounding, and pretty soon the shelves are overflowing. So at the end of the year, I make myself go back through these things and put them back where they should be stored to begin with. And then the third tip that I have is to prep for next school year. Now, I know this might sound a little silly, but I promise you, yourself in three months will either love you or hate you based on what you do in your classroom right now. This is my biggest piece of advice for closing out of the school year, and it may sound like something that would be better to wait and do once a new school year starts, but if you get yourself organized now and you have a good idea of the things that you will need to do as soon as school starts in the fall, the better off you're going to be. So how do you do this? Well, look at the students you know who will be returning on your caseload and make copies of their progress reports and add them to that binder or that data notebook I was talking about. You'll also need to make copies of the probes you will use to progress monitor and add those to your notebook. You're also going to want to make copies of all of your forms, your parent forms, your teacher forms, your paraprofessional evaluation forms. Yeah, I know I just told you to recycle paper copies, but these are the forms that you will need to gather information from teachers, parents, and students when collecting data for an IEP. And then the last thing I do before I leave for the summer is to make a to-do list. I know it might sound silly to make a to-do list for a time period that is so far in the future, but there are going to be a few things that don't or can't be done right now, but they most definitely need to be done first thing. They need to be on your radar first thing when you come back. There might be something about a student that I will need to remember when we come back to school, like get JC's new address to the bus barn as soon as school starts or follow up with Jake's mom about the new medication he's going to start this summer. Things that are pertinent to know at the beginning of a year. You can also add to your to-do list when the first few meetings are and what you need to do to get ready for them. By getting all of this prepared ahead of time, the more smoothly your school year will start and the more smoothly your school year starts directly affects the type of school year you will have overall. So that's it. Those are my three tips for ending a school year and being prepared for the next school year. So thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell that just by listening to this show that you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and you want to grow into an amazing educator, and I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. 
If you are not subscribed to the newsletter, I encourage you to go to www.spedprepacademy.com slash quiz and take the short little quiz that will help you unlock the superpowers you never knew you possessed and discover the kryptonite that's been holding you back from becoming an amazing teacher for your staff. It will only take a minute or two of your time and it will give you clarity on how to better manage your department. And by completing the quiz, you'll also be added to the email list so that you can receive the weekly newsletter that shares even more knowledge, inspiration, support, and discounts to different products made just for special educators each week. So again, that's spedprepacademy.com slash quiz. If you are enjoying this podcast and want to share it with friends, go ahead and screenshot an image of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the show and leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and they help others find the podcast as well. If you liked what you heard today and realized you found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.